Hello guys, welcome back to the G-Show. This is the 18th episode of the G-Show. If you guys are a new listener to the G-Show, I hope you guys applaud me on Anchor and tell your friends and family about the G-Show. The G-Show is a podcast about sports and the latest news that's going around in the world. Mostly a sports podcast. If you want to follow my social media, it's at Garrett78377 on Instagram and Snapchat. And so yeah, guys, let's get back into the G-Show. All right, guys, first thing I want to talk about is the exciting day of the NFL that happened today. The first game I want to talk about is the Bears and Giants. The Bears surprisingly lost to the Giants 30-27 to in OT. This summary of this game is in the first quarter, the New York Giants had a pick six. Alik Ogletree had an eight-yard return for a touchdown. Keep in mind, though, guys, the Bears had Chase Daniel as a quarterback, not Mitchell Chubisky. And also in the first quarter, Adam Shaheen caught a two-yard pass for a touchdown. And then in the second quarter, Keem Hicks had a one-yard run for a touchdown, so that put Chicago up 14-7 second quarter. And then um, Aldrich Rose had a field goal at the end of the second quarter to put New York um, down 10-7 at halftime. And then in the third quarter, the Giants took over with 12 minutes, 49 seconds left in the quarter. Russell Shepard had a 49-yard pass from um, Odell Beckham to put uh, Giants up 17-14. And then with 3 minutes and 58 seconds, Odell Jr. had a 1-yard pass from Eli for a touchdown. So it ended up being 24-14. And the fourth quarter, Cody Parkey with 9 minutes and 25 seconds left. Scored a 36-yard field goal. The drive took seven plays for 56 yards, and that put Chicago down by a touchdown. And then Aldrich Rose had a 37-yard field goal to put it down 17-27. to Giants, and then with one minute and 13 seconds left, Cody Parkey had a 20-yard field goal to make it 27-20 to with minute 13 left. And then Anthony Miller had a one-yard pass from Trick um, – Play from Tariq Cohen to tie it up 27-27 with zero seconds left on the clock. And then over time, Aldrich Rose nailed a 44-yard field goal to put the Giants up on top. The Giants now improved to 4-8 and 2-4 at home, while the Bears are 8-4 with 3-3 at home. But obviously, it'll be a lot better with Mitchell Trubisky. The passing leaders, Chase Daniel had two. 285 yards with 26 completions out of 39 throws. He had a TD and two interceptions, while Eli Manning was 19 for 35 for 170 yards and a touchdown and an interception. And the rushing leaders, Jordan Howard, had a 16 carries for 76 yards, while Saquon Barkley had a really good game with 24 carries at 125 yards and a receiving yards. Tariq Cohen had 156 receiving yards, which I told you guys I thought he was more of a wide receiver running back or a catching running back than he was really a running back running back. And Sterling Shepard had three, two receptions for 59 yards for a touchdown. So that was first game um, of this Sunday. It was a really exciting game if you think about it. I mean, no one thought that New York had even had a chance. I mean, this is the team that struggled all year long. And they came back, so really good for them. And then the second game 
It was the Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills lost 21-17. Josh Allen had 231 pass yards, who was 18 for 33. He had a QB rating of 84.8. He was the leading rusher for his team. He had 135 yards, so nine carries. And he had 28 rushing yards as his long. And Ryan Tannehill is back, so he had went 16 through 24 with 137 yards and three TDs and one interception. And the leader of rushing wise for the Miami Dolphins was Kenyon Drink with 70 rushes for 31 yards. So not a lot of running for the Miami Dolphins. And Devontae Parker, their best wide receiver, was four receptions for 43 yards. The Dolphins approved to be 6-6, six 5-1 six, at home, so they're a pretty hard team to beat at home. And uh, Bills are 4-8 four, four and eight and 2-5 and five at home. I was really surprised about that because I thought the Bills were better, but then I remembered that uh, Josh Allen was injured for a couple weeks, so I guess I can't be too shocked about that. The main plays that happened – was that uh, um, a defensive tackle, basically the big play, set up a taunting penalty for his team, which set up a touchdown with nine minutes left that helped the Miami Dolphins rally. So I guess a silly mistake can really affect the game. And a taunting penalty um, got the Dolphins past the Bills. Uh, Miami turned away two Bills drives down the stretch, and Charles Clay made a Diving try, but failed to catch Josh Allen's desperation fourth down pass at the goal line in the final minute. Um, it was super close, guys. I watched the video. If you guys, you guys should actually check the video out. It was like off his fingertips. I mean, it was really close. So the Bills could have had a win, but it was just a little bit underthrown by him. But he was really pressured. Um, the Dolphins snap a two-game losing streak and have won for the only third time since Week Three. Um, it's helping their slim pay up playoff chances, but I don't think the um, Dolphins even have a shot. They're just not um, a complete enough team, and I think that if the Dolphins were to make it, they would really need to fix um, their defense because their defense gives up a lot, and offensively they don't have a lot to offer right now. So, yeah, I don't think the Dolphins have a really good chance. And then the th- um, third game uh, is the Denver Broncos versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The Broncos won 24-10. The Broncos improved 6-6, six and six, and the Bengals moved down to 5-7. and seven. Case Keenan went 12-21 for 21 with 151 yards with a 7.2 average per pass, one TD, and a QB rating of 70.2. Well, Jeff Driscoll, because remember, guys, Andy Dalton is injured. Went 25 for 38 with 236 yards, 6.2 average, a touchdown and an interception. Philip Lindsay had himself a game for Denver with 19 carries for 157 yards, which is an 8.3 average at two TDs. And his longest run was 65 yards, so he had himself a real good game. While Joe Mixon was the leader for the Bengals with 12 carries for 82 yards with 6.8 average. And Tyler Board was the leader receiving-wise for the Bengals with six receptions for 97 yards with a 16.2 average. Well, Corlett's on the rookie out of SMU. 
for the Denver Broncos, had four receptions for 85 yards with an average of 21.3 yards per catch with 30 um, yards as his longest reception on the day. The scoring highlights for this game um, was the rookie rush for the obviously the rushing of uh, Philip Lindsay, and they got the third um, they got the third straight victory. Obviously, um, the kicking was a problem this game because the uh, gusts were up to forty miles per hour. That kind of affected some passes and throws. And the plan all along was to give it to the running back because the wind was kind of affecting them for the Broncos. They called him Pitbull because they guess he was running people over. I mean, the defense alignment apparently of Denver gave it to him, so they're going to take it. So good thing for a uh, good game for Philip Lindsay. He really deserves it. Uh, the bagel season is really just a bad season. Uh, Dolan tore his ligament and his thumb at Jeff Driscoll. He was okay. It was his first start. He had 25 of 20, uh, 38 for 236. And he had an interception, and his line wasn't protecting him because he had four sacks. And also, A.J. McGreed returned after missing three games with an injured toe at his right foot, hoping to give Bengals offense a lift. But he uh, came out the field perhaps for the last time this season, slamming his helmet on the ground before leaving on a cart. So I don't think you will see A.J. Green for the rest of the year. Um, the Denver Broncos are 6-6, six and six, and ahead of them is Los Angeles Rams at 8-3, and the Kansas City Chiefs at 10-2, while Cincinnati is 5-7, and, and they're behind the 7-5 Baltimore Ravens, and the 7-3 and three, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're kind of out of it at this point. I mean, if I were the uh, Bengals, I want to say just lose a purpose mentality, but honestly... Wouldn't you rather just get a higher draft pick? So, I don't know. But the Bengals are just not having a good, good year. The next game is the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. The reddest hot team in the league is the Houston Texans. They improved to 9-3 and 5-1 at the home. While the Cleveland Browns uh, don't improve, they go stay at the same record. Well, that's the same record. They had a loss at 4-7-1, and they're 1-5 away. So, Cleveland just a real good home team versus away team. Baker Mayfield was 29 to 43 with 397 yards, which is really good. 9.2 average, a touchdown, but three interceptions. And he had a quarterback rating of 20.7, so that's not good. In the first quarter, he only had five completions. So, yeah, not a good start for him. Nick Chubb was the leading rusher for Cleveland. He was nine carries for 31 yards, and he only averaged 33.5 uh, four yards per carry. So his offensive line is not really protecting him that well. And the leading wide receiver for the Cleveland, um, Cleveland Browns is Jarvis Landry with six receptions, were 101 three yards with 17.2 average, and his long longest was 28. And he had nine targets. If you don't remember, Jarvis Landry was a Dolphin last year as a star, but the Cleveland Browns signed him to a big contract. So he's their star wide receiver. And Antonio Callaway also had a nice game with three receptions for 84 yards and 28 um, 
as his average, but he had a long of 71. And on the other side of the field, Deshaun Watson went 22 of 31 for 224 yards with a 7.2 average per play, and he had one touchdown. Lamar Miller was the leading rusher for the Houston Texans. He had 19 carries for 103 yards with 5.4 average per play. So Deshaun Watson was more accurate than Baker Mayfield was, but he still had a lot more less yards than Baker did. And DeAndre Hopkins had a nice game with seven receptions for 91 yards and 13 yards on average per play. And he had 12 targets. So um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get targeted a lot, obviously, because he's the star. And the Browns defense has kind of got torched this game. I mean, they, they just, yeah, they didn't show up, and Baker didn't play one in the first half. So, not really shocked there that the Browns lost this game. The Texans are a really talented team. The next game was the Arizona Cardinals, who were coming in, were 2 and 8, versus the Green Bay Packers. The Cardinals won 20 to 17. Josh Rosen, who's a rookie quarterback starting for the Cardinals, is 11 for 26 with 149 yards. 5.7 yards per play on average, and a QB rating of 38, which is not good. David Johnson, their leading rushing rusher, was 20, 20 rushes for 69 yards and a three and a half um, average rush per run, as long as 13 yards. And the leading receiver receiver for Arizona was Christian Kirk, the rookie out of Texas. A&M, he was three receptions for 54 yards with an average of 18 yards per play, and his long was 37 with eight targets. And the other side of things, Aaron Rodgers, who went 31 of 50 for 233 yards with an average of 4.7 yards per play. He had one TD and a quarterback rating of 65.4. Aaron Jones, a leading rusher, was... 11 carries for 36 yards, so 3.3 yards per play, and he had one touchdown. So their rushing was not effective at all versus the Cardinals, but their wide receiver core is a little bit better. Devontae Adams had eight receptions for 93 yards with an average of 11.6 yards per play per catch, and he won TD. His long was 19 and his 13 targets. And Jimmy Graham, he's back from injury, had eight re- receptions for 50 yards he had 6.3 yards on average per catch and this was 10 with 11 targets if you guys did not hear Mike McCarthy who's been a long time uh, Green Bay Packer coach has been fired his last two seasons he was seven and nine and in this season he was four and seven so he wasn't winning so I guess they figured that uh, he wasn't doing the job right, even though he led this team for these two seasons, eight years in a row to the playoffs. And he won this team a Super Bowl in 2010. So I guess they just felt like he wasn't doing his job good enough. So they got rid of him. And it was the uh, owner's decision to get rid of him or someone in the high office of Green Bay. Um Zane Gonzalez kicked a 44-yard field goal for Arizona with 1 minute and 41 seconds left. Green Bay's Mason Crosby missed a 49-yard attempt as time expired, and the Cardinals braved wintry conditions to hold on to a 2017 win in Lambeau. 
Crosby pushes kick right with the flags atop Lambeau Field blowing in toward the field at the time. Packers suffered another blow to their fading playoff hopes. I don't think the Packers even have a playoff chance at all, but the Cardinals rookie Josh Rosen struggled for much of the afternoon, but his veteran wideout Larry Fitzgerald for a sliding 32-yard completion, a third and 23 to help Gonzalez set up the uh, winning field goal for the uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals improved to 3-9, and and the Packers slid down to 4-7-1. and and The Packers' season is kind of over, and as the Cardinals are. So that was just a really sad loss for the Packers. But I guess the Packers thought Mike McCarthy's time was over. The next game was Andrew um, Luck's luck. He ran out of it, I guess, because his name's Andrew Luck. That's why I had to say that. Um, Indianapolis Colts lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um... 0 to 6. The Jaguars approved 4 and 8. And the Indianapolis Colts go down to 6 and 6. Andrew Luck was 33 through 52 with 248 yards, 4.8 yards per play, and then one interception. His quarterback rating was 66.8. Marlon Mack was a reading, leading rusher for the Indianapolis Colts. He had eight carries for 27 yards, and his long was seven yards. And Eric Ebron was the leading ride receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. He was 10 receptions for 81 yards with 8.1 average, as long as 20 yards for 16 targets. So he, I um, guess he got to catch 10 out of 16 ball stroke tour, which is not bad at all. And T.Y. Hill, who's been a really good wide receiver all his career, had eight receptions for 77 yards with a 9.6 average per catch at 16 was his log for 13 targets. On the other side of the field, Cody Kessler was the quarterback. As you know, he was the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, but they cut him, and now he's a Jaguar. Cody Kessler went 18 for 24 with 150 yards at 6.3. Yards per play on average. His quarterback rating was 90.6. So that's really high. Carl Hyde, who was a Brown this year, got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 13 carries for 36 yards because Larry Fournette's out at a 2.8 average. His long was 8. And also, T.J. Yarden led them in receiving with 7 receptions for 49 yards with an average of 7 yards per catch his fit long was 15 and his targets was eight the Jacksonville Jaguars offense is pretty weak as you can tell so not surprising there but both teams did play well that well um Jack Ramsey's uh Jail Ramsey reached out briefly offered to help Andrew Luck up and then he said kind of psych because Jalen Ramsey's kind of not a nice guy, but that's all right. Uh, Ramsey and Jacksonville Jaguars refused to give the Indianapolis Colts anything Sunday, turning in one of the most dominant defensive performances in franchise history and carrying them to a 6-0 victory. Truthfully, I do that almost every weekend, he said, even though, obviously, they don't. The Jaguars are only 4-8, and eight guys. Um... He he says he does it every week, but they people just caught it this week. I, I that that's that's Maloney. Um, 
Their lackluster offense has been really bad, but their defense is really where their game is at all. They stopped a seven-game slide and stopped Indy's five-game winning streak. Uh, leaving the Colts 6-6. Needs some, some help to get back into the AFC wild picture. While Ramsey was at his best, even though he had a knee injury, he still played really well. So they still played through some adversity. And when you're in the NFL, you have to play through adversity. So good for the uh, Jaguars to uh, do that. Good for them. Um, next game is going to be the Washington Redskins at 6-5. and five. They play tomorrow night against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 5-6. and six. It says here that the matchup predictor that the Philadelphia Eagles have a 67.6% chance to win. The only reason I think that is the case is because Chase, um, what's his name, Alex Smith is not playing. Obviously, Colt McCoy is playing. But Adrian Peterson has 758 yards on the season with six TDs of 183 Carries while only Jamal uh, Josh Adams for the Philadelphia Eagles has 56 carries for 291 yards and two TDs and receiving yards tight ends lead for both teams. Jordan Reed is 50 receptions for 537 yards and two TDs while Zach Ertz has 800 I mean not eight, um, 895 yards and six TDs over 84 receptions. I do not believe that the um, Washington Redskins even have a shot at this game. I mean, their quarterback's down. Colt McCoy, who was a bust coming out of um, Texas, he was really supposed to be the franchise leader for the um, Redskins. And I guess he just never turned out, so he's just been the backup for like seven years. This is like his second start of his career. So I, I don't think that uh, Washington even stands a chance. But I will be interested to see is what Reuben Foster can do because he just got cut by the 49ers, but the uh, um, Redskins picked him up. So I'll be curious to see what he can do. I think he's a good linebacker. I think he just has some off-the-field issues. The next game I want to talk about is the Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers 24-17. to the Buccaneers approved to five and seven, while the Panthers slid down to six and six. Cam Newen went for twenty-eight for forty-one with three hundred yards, seven point three yards per play on average, with two TDs and four interceptions. So he made a lot of mistakes. And his quarterback rating was a twenty-five percent. While Christian McCaffrey, the real star, of the Panthers today was ten carries for one hundred six yards. And it had 10.6 yards on average per carry, and as long as 53. And a leading receiver for the Panthers was Curtis Samuel at Ohio State, who had six receptions for 88 yards and an average of 14.7 yards per catch. And as long was 31, and it had 11 targets. On the other side of the field, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston was 10 for 30 with 249 yards. He had an 8.3 average. He had two TDs, zero interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 89.5. I think Jameis Winston is a star, but they benched him. So I hope that uh, I hope that uh, Winston gets to stay in the game. No way in heck should uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick ever start over Jameis Winston. 
Jameis Winston was the leading rusher for the Tim Bay uh, Buccaneers. He was five carries, 48 yards, with 9.6 average, and as long as 18 yards. And Tampa Bay's receiving, he had uh, leader was Chris Godwin at Penn State with five receptions for 101 yards, with 20 yards um, per catch on average. And he had one TD and as long as 48 with six targets. Um, it was lame that Carolina came back, but the Buccaneers had scored a touchdown. Um, Winston threw for 249 yards and two TDs to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 24-17 lead over the reeling Carolina Panthers. Um, the Bucs won second straight time since Winston re regained his starting job with team in a four-game losing streak. He's a fourth-year pro. He completed, obviously, 20 of his 30 passes, and he did not turn it over. And if you turn over in the NFL, you're going to lose games. And, we, and meanwhile, though, Andrew Adams had three of Tampa Bay's four interceptions off Cam Newton, who came into the game saying he was playing the best football of his career. Obviously, not this game. Even though Tampa, uh, even though the Panthers are six and six, have lost four straight following a six and two start. Winston threw TD passes of three yards to Adam Humphreys and thirteen yards to Chris Godwin. Um. The number one overall pick from 2015 has played really good so far. Um, and I think his contract's be up soon, so he's really proven himself. Um, and he was picked ahead of Josh Freeman as Tampa Bay's career touchdown pass leader with 81, even though I think the Buccaneers are a really young franchise. Um, the only success that the Carolina Panthers had was Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, the Panthers had zero success really in against the Buccaneers. But even though the Buccaneers don't even have a good defense to speak of, the Panthers kind of choked it there at the end. But are we really surprised? The Panthers seem to do well at the beginning, and then at the end they don't seem to do as well as we think they would. The next game we're going to be talking about is the Rams versus Lions. This is no shock at all, guys. I mean, this is the Lions we're talking about versus the Los Angeles Rams. Josh Jared Goff went for 17 for 33 for 207 yards with a 6.3 average with a TD and an interception and a core quarterback rating of 45.7, while Todd Gurley carried the ball for 23 um, carries for 132 yards with two TDs and an average of 5.7 yards per carry. And the leading receiver for Los Angeles was Robert Woods with five receptions for 67 yards. And Detroit, Matthew Stafford was 20 for 33 with 245 yards with 7.4 average um, yards per play with a TD and interception. Its quarterback rating was 40.2. LeGarrette Blunt was the leading rusher for Detroit. He had 16 carries for 61 yards at 3.8 yards on average per carry, and his long was 24. And a receiving leader for Detroit was Levine Tolilo, who had four receptions for 90 yards with a 22.5 yards on average per play, and his long was 39. The Los Angeles Rams won 30 to 16, but I'm actually kind of surprised about the score. I thought the Rams for sure 
we're going to be able to blow them out. I thought this was just going to be like a 40-5 to game, but the uh, Lions showed up, I guess, and they didn't play as nearly as bad as I thought. So I'm glad to see that the uh, Lions actually didn't get blown out. Um, Todd Gurley ran for 132 yards and helped the Rams overcome a sputtering start to beat the Lions 30-16 and clinched the division title for a second straight season. The Rams clinched the West already. They're the first team to clinch anything, but this says they're not satisfied. That's what Aaron Donald said. Who had two sacks to force Pubble, but we're had to find it headed in the right direction. So I guess we're not even happy with the results, even though they're pretty good right now. Um, the Rams are getting closer to earning home field advantage in the NFC playoffs, taking game lead on over New Orleans after a loss to Dallas on Thursday. It's a cushion Los Angeles needed. And uh, Coach McVay said he, we're in a position right now that we feel good about. And if we took care of business, it'll take care of itself. Uh, Detroit's bad defense held Los Angeles' high-powered offense in check for three quarters. Like it's like it said, I said at the beginning, it was stuttering because like the Detroit Lions defense is usually really bad. So the fact that um, Detroit was able to hold them down for that long is really a shock. So um, it kind of proves that the Los Angeles Rams aren't unbeatable. They do have moments when they're not playing like they should. But they're still the league, in my opinion, and they still have the most talent. I mean, how can you beat Todd Gurley and Jared Goff? And then on the defensive side, you have Aaron Donald and the Dominicans, too, in the defensive line. That's just really hard to beat. So, good job. I give credit for Detroit Lions for holding in there and only get beat by two touchdowns. The next game was crucial win for the Baltimore Ravens as they proved a 7 5 as they beat. The Atlanta Falcons, who are now 4 8, 26 16. Baltimore uh, passing leader was Lamar Jackson, who was 20, 12 of 21 with 125 yards, with six yards on average per play, with a quarterback rating of 36.8. Gus Edwards had the leading rushing for the Baltimore Ravens with 21 carries for 82 yards, with 3.9 yards on average per play. With the long of nine yards, and their leading receiver for Baltimore was Mark Andrews, a rookie tight end with three receptions for 47 yards. Also in this game for Baltimore, Robert Griffin III had a play. He had two for four with 21 yards and 5.3 yards on average per play, and he had a quarterback rating of 42.7. On the other side of things, Matt Ryan went 16 of 26 with 131 yards. His average was five yards per play, and he had a quarterback rating of 45.8. And the leading rusher for Atlanta is Ito Smith for seven carries for 22 yards, which is really bad, with 3.1 yards on average per play, and his long was 11. And the leading receiver for Atlanta was Austin Hooper, their tight end, with five receptions for 44 yards. He had an 8.8 average. He had one touchdown, and his long was 17, and he had five targets. Um, Baltimore rivaled late 
The Baltimore defense made life miserable for Matt Ryan in the Falcons offense. It gave rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson plenty of room for errors. The Ravens turned down into a dominating defense performance, limiting Atlanta to its fewest yards in almost two decades. So wait for it to go for the Ravens to step up. But obviously I'm a Steelers fan, so I really don't want the Ravens to step up. While well, Jackson guided Baltimore to its third straight victory, 2016 Heisman Trophy winner making his third start and first on the road, completed um, 12 of 21 passes for 125 yards, but did plenty of damage with his legs. He carried it 17 times for 75 yards, including a 13-yard scoring t- uh, touchdown in the first quarter that turned out to be Ravens' low touchdown. You know those football games where the uh, game is based on field goals? Um, I think it was two years ago. It was the Steelers and Chiefs and the AFC Divisional game. And the Steelers made five field goals, and that's how we won. So field goals are really critical. And I think we look over field goals, but obviously we want touchouts. But that's how the Ravens won this game. They relied on Justin Tucker's leg. He's one of the best kickers in the league. And he led up to a victory. So uh, not surprised about that. But field goals are important in games. The next game was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Oakland Raiders. The Chiefs went to 10-2 as the Ra- Raiders went to 2-10 as the Chiefs won 40-33, which I'm really shocked. It was only about a touchdown. Patrick Holmes went 23 of 38 with 295 yards with 7.8 on average yards per play with four TDs and had a quarterback rating of 95.2. The leading rushing uh, rusher for Kansas City was Patrick Mahomes with nine carries for 52 yards with 5.8 yards on average per pl- carry and 28 was his long. And Travis Kelsey was the leading wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs with 12 receptions for 168 yards and 14 yards on average per play with two TDs. And his long was 28 yards. On the other side of the field, Derek Carr went 29 for 38 with 285 yards. It was 7.5 average per play and three TDs with a quarterback rating of 80.1. So a okay play from Derek Carr, better than it's been. The leading rusher for Oakland was Jalen Richard, who had six carries for 95 yards, and his average was 15.8, and his long was 30 yards. And the leading receiver for Jared, Jared Cook was seven receptions for 100 yards with 14.3 yards on average per catch and one TD, and his long was 29. But Jordy Nelson also had a good game. He had 10 receptions for 97 yards. On average, he had 9.7, and his long was 11 yards. So, if you don't know, Jordy Nelson was a Packer, but obviously now he is a Oakland Raider. So, good to see him do well. Mahomes threw four touchdown passes Sunday to enjoy Peyton Manning and Tom Brady as the only quarterbacks to reach the 40 TD mark through 12 games. That's wow. I didn't realize he had that. Many touchdowns, so congrats to uh, Patrick Holmes. He seems to be on a pretty exclusive list. Um, sending the Chiefs to a victory over the Raiders. This is their first game since, obviously, uh, releasing Hunt. 
And the mindset of this team is wherever, wherever you get your opportunity, you make this most of it. Every single game, someone else steps up. We keep their mind on that. Just keep playing football. So don't get distracted on Kareem Hunt. On Friday, he got a uh, video released about him as he was shoving and kicking a woman, but no charges have been filed on him. Even though this was took place in February. But still, yeah, it, it took too long. And apparently Hunt, they let him go because he mizzled them about the incident. So, like, he said, like, kind of, like, don't worry about it or, like, I didn't do it. So he kind of lied to the Chiefs so he could keep his job. So I think if he was being a little more honest with the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs probably would have kept him. But obviously they wouldn't have uh, suspended him. But at least that's better than allowing um, yourself to lie to your team. And then you probably not be able to play football for a while. Or at least you shouldn't be able to play football because of what he did. So I think he'll learn his lesson. And I think this is just a good lesson said from the NFL that we will take care of you if you don't um, obviously follow the rules. The next game is the New York Jets versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans won 26-22. The Titans improved to 6-6 six six as the Jets fall to 3-9. Joshua Coward for the Jets went 17 for 30 for 128 yards with 4.3 average yards per play and one interception and a quarterback rating of 25. And Isaiah Corral with the league rusher for New York was 21 carries for 98 yards with 4.7 yards on average per play and a long of 27. I guess they wanted Josh McCown um, throwing the ball, so they gave an awful lot. And the lead receiver for New York was Robbie Anderson. He had four receptions for 48 yards. His average was 12 yards per catch. And his long was 16 with seven targets. On the other side of the field, Marcus Mariota was 12 knee for 35 for 282 yards with an 8.1 average per play with two TDs and an interception. And his quarterback rating was 23.2. Marcus Mariota was leading rusher for Tennessee with four carries for 43 yards with a 10.8 average per play. And his long was 27. And Taylor, Tawan Taylor, was the league receiver for Tennessee with three receptions for 104 yards. His average was 34.7. His long was 55, and he had five targets. Taylor, to, uh, Tawan Taylor is not like the star Corey Davis is, but Corey Davis just didn't show up this game. Titans shake off ugly start to edge the Jets. Marietta threw a touchdown pass to Corey Davis with 30 seconds, 36 seconds left, and Tennessee rallied from a 16-point deficit and beat the New York Jets. That is really sad for the Jets, but obviously the Jets aren't nearly as talented as Tennessee. But the fact that um, Tennessee had a 16-point lead over the Titans and they had a backup quarterback, I guess that means that... Uh, he underestimated Josh McCown, but that defense, um, the Jets really didn't show, and I feel like the Jets could have easily won this game at another win. But hear me out, guys. I want to ask you this question. Do you think the Jets might have lost on purpose? Here's why. 
Jets are three at two wins, three wins, right? Okay, so they want a good pick, right? A high pick. Well, if you win this game, you're not going to have a high pick. And also, Tennessee needs to win so they can get into the playoffs. So do you think that the Jets might have taken an L knowing that they need a higher draft pick so they need more talent, also knowing this could help the Tennessee Titans? I'm just wondering. Next game is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks won 43-16. They improved to 7-5 on the season, while the 49ers fall to 2-10. Nick Mullins, the rookie, <coughs> sorry guys, um, went 30 for 48 with 414 yards with an 8.6 average with two TDs and an interception. He had a 55.9 quarterback rating. Jeff Wilson Jr. was to lead rusher for San Francisco with 15 carries for 61 yards with an average of 4.1 with a long of 11 yards. Dodgy Pettis was the leading receiver for San Francisco with 129 yards over five receptions with 25.8 as an average with two TDs and a long of 75 with a total of seven targets. And Jeff Wilson Jr., who's a league rusher, had eight receptions for 73 yards of a 9.1 average, a long of 24. On the other side of the field, Russell Wilson went 11 for 17 with 185 yards of a 10.9 average with four TDs and a quarterback rating of 95.9. Chris Carson was the leading rusher with 13 carries for 69 yards with an average of 5.3 yards per rush and as long as 23 yards. And Jerron Brown was the leading receiver for Seattle with three receptions for 67 yards with 22.3 yards on average per catch. And he had two TDs. It is long was 45. And he had a total of four receptions he's not the guy i've heard of so i guess they weren't probably covering that well san francisco so he got wide open a lot so yeah i mean good for the little like young guy to get some starlight um it was pointed out this week by san francisco richard Sherman that he was witness to watching cls russell was throw five interceptions in a game he didn't see Wilson throw any reception on Sunday. It said he watched Wilson throw four TDs and Seattle stay uh, in the middle of the NFC playoff race. They were 43 to 16 blown over the 49ers. The 49ers being a young, inexperienced team, I didn't think really had a shot against Seattle. Yes, Seattle is a play like they usually do, but let's be honest here, guys. San Francisco without Jim and Garoppolo isn't the same as the 49ers we thought they would be, but since he went down, if they see out there, they just haven't played, but they get to have another good pick to the roster, so not a bad thing for 49er fans, but I don't obviously want Jimmy to be injured. And the second to last game I'll be talking about is the Minnesota Vikings. That was this America's game of the week. They lost the New England Patriots 24-10. to The Patriots proved a 9-3 as the Vikings fall to... Six and five and one. Kirk Cousins with 32 for 44 with 201 yards with 4.6 yards on average per play with one TD and two interceptions of a quarterback rating of 43.4. The league receiver for the uh, Minnesota Vikings is Stephon Diggs with five receptions, 49 yards 
and an average of 9.8 yards per catch with a long of 24 uh, yards with five targets. And a leading um, rusher for um, Minnesota is Dalvin Cook with nine carries for 84 yards with a 9.3 average per run. I'm glad to see Dalvin Cook play well because I think we're starting to think he's a bust, but he's just a rookie, so we got to give him another chance, another season. New, uh, Tom Brady went 24 for 32 with 311 yards and a 9.7 average per play with a TD and an interception and a quarterback creating ready 3.1. Tony Michel was the leading rusher for New England with 17 carries for 63 yards with an average of 30.7 yards per rush. And James White was the leading receiver, who's he's really a running back, was seven receptions for 92 yards with an average of 13 yards per catch and a log of 42 yards, and he had nine total targets. Um, New England kind of has a lot of small guys. They have Josh Gordon, obviously, but other than that, Cordell Patterson. So I feel like they like to dub the ball off. So like James White obviously getting that many yards wouldn't really, I don't think, happen. Over um, and any other franchise except the New England Patriots. There's a couple of milestones that happened. Belichick went 250th um, game with Pats or with the Vikes, and um, Tom Brady uh, passed a thousand rushing yards in his career. So, congrats to them. The Patriots have thrived in the final month of the season since Bill Belichick and Tom Brady arrival. Um, Brady passed for 311 yards, and Bill Belichick earned his victory, including playoffs as Patriots coach in Sunday's victory over the Vikings. Bill Belichick becomes um, 37 regular, uh, regular season posts with the Browns. This is including his 37 regular seasons, uh, postseasons with the Browns. If you guys didn't know, he always guess he was a Browns coach business colleague with his 250th. Um, actually, no, he has 287 overall, but uh, 250 with the uh, Patriots, 37 with the Browns. I didn't even know he was a Browns coach. Um, he's pretty tied paid Manning for the most TDs of all time. He also has 508 um, TDs, so they combine. The amount of TDs you have in the regular season and also in the um, postseason. And Tom Brady has tied with 508. Um, so really good for him. I mean, I guess I didn't know he had so many, and he's regarded as the greatest of all time. So, I mean, I guess you can't lie if they have that. But stats don't lie, guys. So there's five. I mean, there's five rigs, and – that many touchdowns, I mean, you can't really argue with stats. So good for uh, Brady, even though I'm, I don't like the Patriots at all. And right now, the game going on is Los Angeles Chargers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chargers winning 30-27 to 27 with six minutes left. That um, It's with uh, fourth quarter. The Chargers right now have 82% chance to win. The passing leaders right now is Phil Rivers, who has 22 Completions with 31 throws for 262 yards with two TDs, while Ben Bed has 25 completions for 38 yards for 246 yards and a TD. 
the league rushers is uh, Jay Jackson for the City of Chargers. Has four carries, 48 yards for a touchdown. And the other side of the ball is James Cotter for 14 carries, 58 yards. Um, for the Chargers, Keith Allen has 12 receptions for 124 yards at TD. Antonio Brown has 10 receptions for 154 yards and a TB, uh, TD. I, I'm a Steelers fan, so I hope that the Steelers win. After I finish the podcast, I'll be uh, checking and watching the end of the game. So I, this is kind of a really be a really clutch win for the Steelers. Now I want to talk a little NBA before I get off the air. Um, today in the NBA, the uh, <coughs> The Lakers won 120 to 96. They're 14 to 9 overall at 9 to 4 to home. As the Suns fall 4 to 19, with 1 and 11 at home away, I mean, so the Suns don't win at all away. Trevor Reza had the most points for the uh, Suns for 13 points. And Kyle Kuzma at 23 is the leader for the Lakers. And the other game, the Sixers beat the Grizzlies 103 to 95. They improved to 17 and 8 at 13 and 1 at home, so they don't lose their home at much. As the Grizzlies were thir- uh, go- fall to 13 and 9 and 6 and 6 away, as Mike Conley had 21 points and Ben Simmons is 19. The Pelicans win to keep themselves to 500 against the Hornets. Uh, Pelicans win 119 to 109. Anthony Davis at 36 points as Mike Miles Bridges, the rookie. Had 16 points in other games. I'm going to talk about like two more games, and I think I'll be it. The Clippers lost to the Dallas Mavericks, 114 to 110. The Clippers fall to 15 7, as the Mavericks fall to 11 10, and they're 9 2 at home. Montreal Harrell had 23 points and 10 rebounds, while DeAndre Jordan, the ex Clipper, had 16 points with 23 rebounds. In the last game I'm going to be talking about is the Trailblazers, who are 13 to 10 overall, who lost to the Spurs, who are 11 to 12, 131 to 8, 118. Damian Lillard had 37 points, as DeMar DeRozan had 36 points and eight rebounds. So yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to the G Show. I appreciate you guys for showing me the love. Any new followers, go follow my social media at Garrett78377. I hope you guys like my style a little more. I use a lot more stats than I usually do. I usually go based on my opinion, but I want to incorporate stats. So I think I'm going to do that in every podcast now. So I hope you guys join the new format. If you want to find my podcast, the easiest way is probably on Spotify or on Anchor. And on Anchor, you can apply to me or on Spotify, you can follow me so you can get where I post. 